Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network. Internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Most writers and radio show hosts know that to connect with your fans, you need to do more than just write books or record the latest podcasts. There are many different elements that go into forming an online platform, but there are also many hidden traps. To make matters worse, solid advice on how to survive the muddy waters is scarce. In the book Hidden Traps, I talk about some of the important issues of working with an online platform, highlighting traps that could put your physical or internet security at risk, or be harmful to your reputation. Are your social media posts just links with a few disjointed words making you look like someone who can't complete a sentence? Did your new website cost you more than you anticipated? Are you leaking your personal contact details across the web without even knowing it? Then you need Hidden Traps. Hidden Traps is now available in paperback and ebook from a variety of retailers, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. Visit blackwolfpublications.com for more details. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-553-8687. That's 800-553-8687. Again, 800-553-8687. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Everyone loves liberty. Our rights come from God, not the government. So why are you letting other people tell you what's best for your health care? Exercise your freedom with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of people who voluntarily share one another's medical costs. Liberty HealthShare is founded on the idea that most people truly want to help one another. Healthcare sharing allows members to do just that as a true community that supports one another in times of need. Liberty believes people should make decisions for themselves and their families. Members are able to take back the freedom to make their own decisions about their health care. Freedom from guilt or doubt about how your money is used. You have the freedom to direct your health care, not to be dictated to by bureaucrats. Stop letting others tell you what to do and join a community of like-minded people. Exercise your freedom. Join Liberty HealthShare and take back the control of your health care while helping those around you. Call Liberty at 855-58-LIBERTY. Again, that's 855-58-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y for more information. Or you can check them out at libertyhealthshare.org. Again, that's libertyhealthshare.org. Here's George Foreman with InventHealth. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new 
new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. Get your free inventor's information. Call 1-800-353-6490. That's 1-800-353-6490. Again, 1-800-353-6490. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Sometimes riders feel lost, unsure why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our riding into full maturity. At Black Wolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable riders to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a rider's bio for your websites. Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your riding into maturity. For a full list of services, visit blackwolfeditorial.com. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the Hardcore Patriot. This right here is payback. Payback, I don't play that. This right here is payback. Payback, I don't play that. No one is below rule of law's protection. No one is above its reproach. What difference at this point does it make? We gotta get them up. Who wants some? You better get them up. Come get some. We gotta get them up. Who wants some? You better get them up. Come get some. We gotta get them up. Who wants some? You better get them up. Come get some. We gotta get them up. Who wants some? You better get them up. And now, here's your host, Alan Ray. I am Alan Ray, the Hardcore Patriot. Welcome to my show on KLRNRadio.com, where liberty and reason still reign. You know, when I was a kid, we used to have to walk five miles in snow up to our eyebrows just to find liberty and reason. Uphill. Both ways. Welcome to Snowpocalypse 2018. What do you say we get this thing started, huh? I think we should. Oh, look at the snow coming down. We're supposed to get five to nine inches of the white crap over the next few hours. I am so over it. Uh, We just got about three or four inches. Welcome to the Hardcore Patriot. I am your whiny host, Alan Ray, um, looking out my window at the carnage um, that used to be the cornfields of southeastern Michigan. Now is the uh, white snow-covered tundra. And it keeps piling up. It just won't stop. (sighs) Pretty soon it will be up to my eyebrows and uh, we'll probably succumb to suffocation due to snow. Yeah, you just sit over there and shut up. Anyway, again, welcome. Uh, Here we are all set to have government shutdown number two. Getting all excited, you can hear the left-wing media just drooling. Their drool just hitting the floor, and it sounds like water splashing onto concrete. And just as they thought, oh, goody, we got a big story that we can just crucify the right. Well, U.S. lawmakers have voted to pass a two-year budget, meaning the country's second shutdown in three weeks could end before the workday begins. The measures have passed the Senate and the House, but need to be signed off by President Donald Trump. Federal funding for government services expired at midnight after the Senate missed a voting deadline. 
The 650-page plan proposed an increase in spending by about $300 billion on defense and domestic service. Uh, this complements of BBC News, which seems to be more on top of things than most American news sites. Go figure. Senators struggled with the last-minute objections from Republican Rand Paul, meaning they did not vote in time. The shutdown came within three weeks of the last one as lawmakers wrangle over the spending plan and the other political demands on either side. The House approved the bill by 240 votes to 186. The Senate passed it 71 to 28 three hours earlier. House Speaker Paul Ryan said the bill was a great victory for our men and women in uniform as the military would get more resources. Now, before we go throwing Rand Paul off of a cliff, you know, I, I like Rand Paul. I, I think I would have voted for him if he would have won the primaries without any kind of, uh, 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 you know, getting a knot in the pit of my stomach like I have so often done over the past several years voting for some candidates. But before you throw him off a cliff for voting against this, he basically is doing what we want most conservatives to do what happened to fiscal conservatives where did they go it, all of a sudden during the bush administration and, and i'm just flying off the cuff here thinking out loud uh it seems like all of a sudden they looked over at the left and said well if they can jack up the national debt why can't we and fiscal conservatism seemed to fly out the window. Fiscal conservatism is one of the reasons that I am a conservative. Now, I, your humble host, Alan Ray, am more or less a conservatarian, which means I am a hybrid between a fiscal conservative and a libertarian. I am uh, fiscally conservative enough to say, that well i'm a conservative enough to say that i like conservative values especially the fiscal conservative values and i'm libertarian enough to know that i want the federal government out of my private life out of your private life i don't want to have to deal with your hysterias with your phobias that you have to throw on me and accuse me of your you know poor choices in life and I don't ever want you to have to pay for me and my failings. That's kind of the libertarian of me coming out. Small, tiny, just enough federal government to regulate uh, commerce between states and keep the uh, foreign entities off of our shores. That's all we really need. Pave the roads, deal with foreign entities. That is it. Why the federal government feels the need to dictate whether I drink diet cola or regular cola, whether I have two cups of coffee a day or 10, whether I do whatever I do, it's none of their business. My personal, my personal business is none of their business. Their business is the big picture, making sure that the big picture works. We have state governments, local governments, municipalities, that do enough prying into my personal business for my comfort and satisfaction most of the time way too much but i can deal with that on a more local level if i don't like the local government and their rules i run for a local office pretty easy to win giving the gene pool of what i've seen run for elections that's why the federal government is in charge of the big picture however the scope creep has gotten so bad that now there are people that truly honestly believe that a federal government shutdown is the end of the world that we are just going to roll over and die because we have no federal government in charge <laughs> oh my gosh and you have your bet middlers of the world wishing ill on uh Rand Paul, saying oh his neighbor needs to beat him up again well, she's just showing how ignorant she is. But that's, that's the left mentality. They have to have big daddy government wiping their backsides. Otherwise, they can't exist. But anyways, uh, back to what I was talking about. The, 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 the government shutdown. It, Rand Paul did not. Um, 
he didn't vote for that spending bill because, well, he, he is a, uh, he is a fiscal conservative and I kind of back him on that. It, it really is. Um, and, and give me a second here. I'm, I'm just grabbing a, 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 something that's just breaking across here. Another article, eh, open and read or do whatever you got to do, please. But yeah, Senator Paul uh, voted against this because he is actually one of the last of the fiscal conservatives. So don't be throwing them off the bridge. Think about what we're doing as a, uh, as a society, as a government. $20 trillion in debt after the Obama administration. Who's going to pay for that? Nobody seems to think about this. How are we going to fund that kind of debt? What happens if that debt goes south and we can't pay it back? What do we do? Well, that and a million other things are something to think about today. Before you go throwing Senator Paul off the bridge, just think about it. That's all I ask. Use your heads a little bit and uh, keep, uh, you know, Keep it in perspective. We, we have some problems in this nation, and one of them is, is that we are spending like there's no tomorrow, that the taxpayer's resources is an unlimited, infinite number. And you know as well as I do, just take two seconds to realize that it's not. We are already tapped out. Now, I know the left doesn't believe this. But you and I, fellow patriots, us middle class, get up in the morning, go to work, work our butts off, come home, get our paycheck at the end of the week, and a large chunk of it is missing. We are the ones that are funding this stuff. And you know, I, I get to thinking about this. People, the, the whole tax the millionaires thing, tax the wealthy out of existence is a short-sighted and very stupid philosophy. And I want you to just take two seconds to think this through with me, okay? Who are the rich? Who are the wealthy? Who are the billionaires, trillionaires in this nation? They're the business owners. They're the investors. They are the ones, whether you like it or not, I'm just stating a fact. I'm not praising them. I'm just stating a fact. They are the ones that own the places you work. If you are so employed now, if you start raising their taxes and be realistic about this, are they going to actually pay their own taxes? I propose to you this thinking, no, they are not. If I was a billionaire and the government said to me, look, we're going to jack your taxes up. What am I going to do? Am I going to roll over and say, well, you know, I haven't paid my fair share of taxes. You're exactly right. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give the government more money. No, that is not the millionaire billionaire mindset. They look around and they say, "Uh Oh, I'm going to lose money. How do I keep from losing money and recoup what I'm losing? Well, you have options being an investor. You look for investments that make you more money to offset that extra tax. You're going to have to pay. Being a business owner, you look around and you say, hmm, well, you know, uh, there's a few options we have here. We can either cut corners on the product, which is never recommended because once you start cutting corners on the quality of your product, quality goes down, you have issues. Uh, number two, you could look at your workers and say, well, there's too many of them. Let's lay some of them off. The ones we got hired in, let's not pay them as much. Now, I know all you social justice warriors out there rolling your eyes going, well, that's not how any of this should work. Well, it's hard, cold reality. Welcome to the planet. It's how it works. I have sat in on these meetings. Trust me. When they jack up the Affordable Care Act, it costs more to hire people in. I sat in on the meeting where they said, what are we going to do? Well, we ended up cutting the 30 hour a week people down to 25 hours a week. So they wouldn't go over that threshold and they wouldn't cost the company even more than what they cost them. 
And as fair as you think that doesn't sound, it all stems from this. Those part-time jobs were jobs for people with limited skill sets. It doesn't take much to pick up a part, put it in a car, drive the car across town, drop the part off, collect the money, and come back. That's a very simple task. It doesn't require a lot of brain power at all or skills. So they cut these jobs and they told them, when you hire somebody in, explain to them, this is not a job to make a living. This is a job for some extra income. If you plan on making a living, this is probably not what you want to do for a living. I mean, that was actually said. I've sat in on these meetings time after time. And we had to cut these poor people's hours from 30 down to 25 so they wouldn't cross the threshold and they wouldn't drive the company broke with hundreds of part-time jobs that we're having to offer our part of the uh, insurance and anything else. Now, it sounds cruel, but it's the way it works. And that's how we recouped having to pay the extra taxes for all the full-time people in the guise of the Affordable Care Act. So we look at this fiscal conservatism and, and, and this is why we have to shrink the federal government because all they do is cost us money and they're inefficient. Now they're cranking up the money going into the military. I agree a hundred percent with paying our soldiers what they're worth, which they're worth a lot more than senators and representatives. Sorry if you are an elected official listening to this. These people are actually putting their entire lives on the line. You're just out there spewing things and, and creating more laws that we have to abide by and slowly eroding our freedom day by day. There again, hard, cold truth. That's what I'm all about today. So when we see a government shutdown, don't freak out. It's basically one of the best things that can happen. Uh, the government needs to be very small. It needs to be unobtrusive. And if, if a government shutdown for a few days has that big of an effect on you, then you really need to stop and think, shut out all the noise and think, why have I handed my life over to an entity like the federal government that when it shuts down, it affects me so very badly. Now that I've ruined your day, <laughs> let's go on to some bigger, better things. Um, you know, I'm a little torn lately, and I'm, I'm watching the right kind of having a little battle lately over the FBI. There are facets of it who stand staunchly behind the FBI. They will not waver. I support the FBI. Here I am. Look at me. I'm going to be a hero, wear spandex and a cape, and be the champion for the FBI. And there's other ones that want it torn completely down. And we're looking more, and, and this is, okay, let's back up a minute. Whether you agree that Donald Trump has done something wrong, Russian collusion, whatever, or not, there's more and more evidence coming out of corruption at the higher levels of the FBI. And you don't have to compromise your support for the FBI by putting a scrutiny um, on the leaders of the FBI. Why are we surprised that the FBI has a corrupt group leading it coming from the Obama administration into the Trump administration? I personally have been on this show telling you time after time after time, if you have some, are somebody that, uh, I don't know, you've been listening to me for about a year now, um, thank you, number one. Number two, you know how I feel. These bureaucracies are used as minions of the elected. And when they start being outed, you start seeing people jump ship before they end up in prison. And today is no exception. Two more officials in the FBI, text scandal, step down. And this coming from Politico.com, Josh Gerstein, 
So the FBI's media chief and the head of the Justice Department's uh, anti-espionage section are both departing. Two more senior government officials who were prominently discussed in text messages exchanged by FBI personnel formally assigned to the Trump-Russia investigation are leaving their positions. Mike Cortan, FBI Assistant Director for Public Affairs, is set to retire next week. Oh, look, he's retiring. He's been kind of talking about this ever since all this tech stuff started breaking. Why? He's steeped in it. Uh, in addition, the Chief of Justice Department's Counterintelligence and Export Control Section, David Lothman, resigned this week, the department spokesman said. Both men are discussed in text messages sent by senior FBI agent Peter Strzok. Is it Stroke or Strzok? I never could figure it out. I really don't care. And FBI attorney Lisa Page. President Donald Trump and many Republican lawmakers have argued that the texts are evidence of anti-Trump bias at senior levels of the Justice Department and FBI. Um, Cortan pretty much has been announcing uh, that he was going to retire soon. It's no surprise. Lofman's exit, exit is more surprising. Uh, he said he was leaving for personal reasons. I think he's leaving because once this all breaks, once they all find out that, yes, there actually is some type of collusion between the Obama administration, the Department of Justice, and the FBI to stop Donald Trump. I mean, you think about the hate you see, the sheer raging hate you see from the left against Donald Trump. And I'm talking the very head of the Democrat Party. I'm talking Hillary Clinton on down, even Obama. As much as he tried to hide it, you can tell he was seething that Trump won that election. Seething. Why? Because he knew he built his castle on sand. His entire legacy was presidential edicts, and he knew that Trump was just going to erase them all. Boom. Gone. Sorry. And I don't agree with Trump for making even more president. I, I don't like executive orders, okay? If you're going to pass a law, pass a law. The law is then sent to the president, and the executive orders are made, the, the, the concept behind executive orders is that, okay, I pass a law saying that, you know, we're in Congress and we pass a law saying that we want uh, safer borders. And we send it to the executive branch and he signs it. Well, being the executive branch, he executes this law. He carries it out meaning there are implied powers. I'm going to set up an organization to carry out this law to secure our borders. Just out of the blue and defying Congress and making an executive order that flies in their face, that's out on their own branch, like, I don't know, so many things that Obama did back then. I can't even name one of them. There's so many. It, it's, it's weak. And it gets erased very easily. If you have a law passed by Congress backing your executive orders, it's a lot harder to erase. Now we see this FBI corruption and there's collusion between the FBI, the Hillary Clinton campaign, and the Obama administration is getting sucked into it. And you can tell it's starting to get ugly because a lot of the people involved in it are jumping ship. They're getting out before they get fired, before they lose their pension, before they lose their benefits. Will any of them go to prison? No, you know darn well they're not going to prison. They won't go to prison because that's not the way this government works anymore, even if they should go to prison. We, for some stupid reason that I can't explain, have stopped sending elected officials and higher ups in this government appointed officials we stopped prosecuting them we stopped imprisoning them when in fact it should be just the opposite around they should be the first ones being put under the prison for life for treason against the people of the united states when it comes to things like this i do think there is a lot of validity to this noon's memo i do think something happened a lot of things happen that 
the Obama administration has their little greasy fingers all over the upper echelon of all of these bureaucracies, and they use them as militarized weapons against the right. The IRS, Lois Lerner, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, Harry Reid, sending them out there to, to get them ranchers off of the land so they could use it for government purposes instead of the uh, agreement they had with the ranchers. Trying to do it monetarily first, jacking up their prices, and then when they don't pay those types of, uh, of insane prices that drives them off the land, they go out there militarized, which, again, I ask you, why is the Bureau of Land Management looking like soldiers and aiming weapons at American citizens? That's a discussion for another day. We've had it before, but we're going to have to dig farther into it. And you name it, even the Department of Agriculture, all of them, they are used against people that one side or the other deems enemies. That stuff has to stop. Bureaucracies are not minions of the elected. And we need to start prosecuting the elected officials that give these minions their orders. You can't do that. We need stricter laws and very specific laws for such a case as this FBI corruption. And I think it's finally starting to dawn on Americans, on you and I, Mr. and Mrs. Patriots, that these laws are needed to control government entities, to control elected officials. It's already highly unconstitutional for an elected official to attack a citizen, to do things to a citizen. Which is exactly, exactly what is starting to manifest from this FBI corruption scandal. And I guarantee you, just like the IRS targeting right-wing organizations exclusively, and Lois Lerner, even though they tried to pat it and say, well, left-wing organizations were, were targeted too. No, they weren't. That's a lie. The reason they dropped that case, the reason they won't prosecute her is if they really start digging into it, they're going to work their way up to the top and they will find out that Barack Hussein Obama himself gave the orders. He'll be indicted. If this FBI corruption keeps going and it's already starting to look that way, they start eroding this thing. They start digging into it. They start bringing people before Congress, maybe even a actual prosecution against some of these people it will go right up the ladder and you will see either obama's speaker of the or uh, the uh, obama administration one of the minority leaders in the last uh, under the last four years of the obama administration somebody somebody in the upper echelon is giving these orders to spy on people like donald trump to use these bureaucracies as minions against the American citizen. And whether you want to put it in your little head or not, oh, you know, Donald Trump is an American citizen. He was an American citizen when they were doing this stuff. He wasn't an elected official yet. And this amounts to treason. And we need to call it what it is. There's some people that need to spend a lot of time behind bars, and I'm not talking in a soft, cushy federal prison. Just throw them in there with the rest of the rogues. Let them fight their way out like all the rest of us peons have to. That's kind of where I am with this whole thing. Hey, <laughs> we are blasting through this. We have actually already come to the bottom of the hour. Um, and I've been ranting like a crazy man, but you know what? <sighs> Thank you for uh, putting up with it. I'm Alan Ray, the Hardcore Patriot. When we come back, we're going to talk about cooler stuff. We're going to lighten up a little bit because it's not all bad news this week. Incredible things have been happening in, happening in the U.S. of A. Uh, find me. I'm back on Twitter at 2 cynical 65 I never left Facebook. Uh, Alan Ray's Facebook page. I will post this on that. Hit like if you like what I'm doing. Uh, apparently, nobody likes what I'm doing because I never get the hit like button. But, hey, you know, someday it'll make me happy when it happens. Um, a lot of you follow me. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the feedback from the show. If so inclined, email me, uh, Alan Ray at klrnradio.com. Of course, that's where this thing drops. KLRN radio, uh, where Liberty and reason still reign and you know, keep it that klrnradio.com. Just keep your computer, save that 
and just keep it on your computer all day long. Such great shows coming out of there. And they just continue to add more and more. And uh, when we come back, well, like I said, we're going to get a little bit happier. Sorry to rain on your parade this morning, but hey, snowing on my parade. So <laughs> I'll be back shortly. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps stand ready to defend the American way of life. The few, the proud, the Marines. The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying, learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it, so can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. back i am alan ray the hardcore patriot this week made me feel like a little kid again i mean that's no joke why you ask well let me tell you why i was fortunate enough fortunate enough to be alive in the late 60s and although I was very, very young, one of the things that made a huge impression on me was um, watching rockets launch from Cape Canaveral and go to the moon or do whatever they were doing. I, re- I, would, I remember sitting there staring at the TV thinking, oh my gosh, look at this thing. And, and even to the point, my parents bought me a model of, of the Apollo um, rockets. And it had all the different sections and you can see exactly what sections did what you can put it together and take it apart. And it was, it was one of my favorite things to have sitting on my dresser. And here we flash forward to 2018. And this isn't even a government, uh, a government program. This is private enterprise. Although don't get too excited because yes, They are funded a lot by the federal government. And why wouldn't we give them some of our tax dollars? This is huge, folks. Elon Musk is making history now. You know, look at this man. He he is the Tony Stark in real life of our time. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, First, he comes out with an electric vehicle that does 200 miles an hour. And all the naysayers, you know, you're going to have those naysayers. Well, it's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect yet. 
there has to be steps. If we have to have an electric car, why not have an electric car that looks stylish and does 200 miles an hour? Says I, a motorhead since day one, somebody that has personally owned a 70 Chevelle, several different pickup trucks, several different fast vehicles. Why not have one that does 200 miles an hour? That, folks, is an electric car. <laughs> but this week just blew me away. Now, Elon Musk, uh, SpaceX, has been, you know, they've been trying, poking around, launching different space vehicles, launching different rockets. And uh, I think it was last year, beginning of last year, maybe the year before. They did something that kind of made a splash, but it really didn't capture the media attention that it did. Let me tell you what it does now, because this week, unless you live under a rock or you're just not into this type of thing, let me just throw it down to you real fast. Um, SpaceX launched what they call Falcon Heavy. It is a rocket. That's basically, and, and I'm not going off of, honestly, I'm not going off of any uh, uh, news article, anything. I'm just throwing this at you, what I've read, what I know, and how this is happening. It's got a main booster rocket, uh, two side booster rockets, with a total of 27 different, what they call motors, rocket engines. It is able to lift 64 tons of equipment into low, mid, and high atmosphere orbits, I should say, 64 tons. By comparison, the space shuttle was able to lift 24 tons, okay, almost three times as much payload. That may not seem like a big thing to you, but it's huge. It's absolutely tremendous. That paves the way to build spaceships out into space man them for long-range space missions without having to lift these types of spaceships out of the atmosphere we're on the verge of living star trek okay for all you star trek junkies you should be just squirming in your seats over this right now but i watched it and uh a lot of my childhood came rushing back into my brain, watching this stuff on TV, uh, thinking about my, my grandfather, who we'll discuss more in a little bit, how he was a huge fan of, of the space program, and he tracked Skylab. This was an old man back in the early 80s who could tell you, this guy's a World War I vet, okay, could tell you where Skylab was coming across the sky over Michigan, get his binoculars out and show you. I've seen Skylab fly over Michigan back in the day. And if you don't know what Skylab is, if you're too young to remember it, look it up. Okay. It set the, it set the way for what we have with the, uh, the lab we have up in orbit right now. But we watched this thing take off and, um, they had the TV split into four screens and you saw the two booster rockets fall away and one of the booster rockets had an onboard camera and you could see cape canaveral getting closer 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 and all of a sudden about five thousand feet i'm approximating maybe ten thousand tripod arms come off rockets engage and these two booster rockets land simultaneously almost at the exact same second on these pads back to earth and it looked like something from a 60s sci-fi flick where the rockets just land on the moon or land on mars you know straight up with tripods sticking out it looked just like that blew me away and I, all i could think of was man i wish grandpa was here to see that because he would be just as blown away i'm a i'm a, I'm a cheesy sci-fi junkie if you don't know that about me so this was huge to me now, the main booster rocket, they couldn't get all of the rockets to engage on the landing, so it hit the ocean at about 300 miles an hour and kind of blew up. A little bit of a fail. That's just one tiny part of, uh, one facet of the program that failed, but overall a very successful mission 
he launched one of one of his roadsters into space. He literally took a Tesla Roadster convertible, put a mannequin in it with a spacesuit. The uh, computer had a sign on it that said, don't panic, which those of you that are nerds like me know where that comes from. I'm not even going to go there and launched it into space and did some orbiting around the earth. Uh, did a little adjustments to the orbit to show the air force he can do it. And then he launched that sucker. What was meant to be launched towards Mars. He didn't realize that his rocket was that powerful. And he, uh, incidentally launched it into the asteroid belt. Who knows if we, if that poor, uh, Tesla roadster is going to come back undinged or not, but Hey, it's no different from driving in New York city, right? Or LA, but it was just exciting. And this is a private enterprise. This is capitalism in action. The amazing thing about this program is he did it for one third, 30% of the cost that NASA has been spending to build a similar program. One third of the cost. You don't hear about this with socialists and with the socialist leaning media. Because this is a private business, because well, it's not a private business, but because this is a business and they have to be accountable for every dollar spent, people are held accountable for the money that's going out. People want return on their investment and demand return on their investment. He kept the cost down to 30, I think the, the real total is 33%, somewhere in that area of what the United States government under NASA is spending for a similar program. You know, you don't want to hear about that if you're a socialist, because that proves once and for all that the government is a giant money waster, that all these trillions of dollars we dump into the government can probably be reduced to about 40% of what we're giving them. And if they're run efficiently and like they're supposed to, and if they're held accountable for every single dollar, we'll probably have the same results. This should set off an investigation in and of itself of where the money is going for NASA, where that money ends up, how it's being spent, micromanaging the finances of the government. But I digress. This is just the coolest thing in the world. Go on YouTube, watch those boosters land, watch several of the other videos. There was, there's one taken from like a hill with a bunch of people. They're watching these things come down and they're kind of freaking out. And all of a sudden they land and the cheers of these people, the amazed cheers of these people, the screams. It was like Elvis Presley rose up and decided to do a concert out of the grave. You know, <laughs> it was amazing. What else do we have? We have cool stuff today. I don't want to talk about just, you know, we get down. We talk about bad things. I'm tired of talking about bad news. I want good stuff. How about this? The new Gerber baby. Now, my friend Stacy Lennox uh, had an article yesterday. Go on Twitter, find her. Um, and she wrote about this. And uh, there's been others that come out. But uh, since 1931, this is from uh, VOA News. Since 1931, the Gerber baby food baby has been one of the world's most familiar and ubiquitous trademarks. This year's Gerber Spokes Baby is extra special. He is 18-month-old Lucas Warren from Dalton, Georgia, and he has Down syndrome. Lucas was chosen from 140,000 entries from across the country, all happy and beautiful and deserving, Gerber said. But Gerber CEO Bill Partika said Lucas' winning smile and joyful expressions won our hearts. Along with a $50,000 prize, Lucas will appear on Gerber social media channels through 2018, and his mother, Courtney, says spread joy not only to those he interacts with, but to people all over the country. Individuals with special needs have the potential to change the world, just like our Lucas. You look at this child. You look at this baby. Absolutely beautiful child. The smile he has. The pure joy he feels. And it, it, it kind of sickens me that there's people out there that actually have the mentality that they want to eradicate Down syndrome by aborting these babies. This flies in their face. And these uneducated Neanderthals 
are no better than the eugenics idiots of the 20s and 30s. Study eugenics. Do me a favor. Study Truly study eugenics. This, is, um, this was a leftist thinking, a radical left-wing nut job thinking. And just a little hintity hint, hint, hint for you. A lot of it was aimed at getting rid of black people. The left doesn't want to tell you this. Hey, and guess what? A lot of the ideas still exist. It's called Planned Parenthood. But we're not supposed to talk about that. Yeah, the same people that wanted to get rid of blacks, that want mm, what they call undesirable children with handicaps, children with physical and mental defects to uh, be, quote, sanitized, which means killed. Yeah. That's all leftist ideologies and they still exist. You just have to dig around a little bit before you get them to admit it. Congratulations. We're there. And that suck. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have to do the not so normal news report. I got a few things. I'll be back in just a second. Something very, very wrong with us. I guess we're going to do the not-so-normal report right now. (laughs) The last two shows in a row, I have been talking about emotional support animals not being allowed in places where they shouldn't be allowed. And just out of the blue, here comes yet another issue with emotional support uh, animals. (laughs) welcome to the not so normal report the report that tells us there's something wrong with us something very very wrong with us apparently a young lady was asked to flush her emotional support gerbil down the toilet (laughs) and i have for some reason my uh my my news source that i keep going on It just decided not to uh, put that article in there, even though I saved it twice. Spirit Airlines, and I would like to uh, acknowledge whoever wrote this article, but I can't because I can't seem to find it, but that's okay. I memorized it. Spirit Airlines um, uh, apologized to a young lady who was wanting to sue them because one of their workers told them that she should probably flush her emotional support gerbil down the toilet. It's not allowed on the plane. An emotional support gerbil. Uh, given this um, thinking, I've made up my mind that I have um, succumbed to the trendy uh, idea of emotional support animals, and I am going to purchase myself an emotional support llama. Yep. I'm going to order that thing right after I get done with the show today and get done plowing snow. I'm going to order myself an emotional support llama. So Spirit Airlines, if you're listening, you're going to have to make accommodations. I'm, I'm giving you a warning that I'm going to fly Spirit Airlines exclusively because I think they can handle an emotional support llama. And if I get there and they tell me I can't do it, I don't even have to be mad. I just have to turn around and walk away. The llama will spit at them. <laughs> Come on, people. Emotional support llamas, emotional support peacocks, emotional... If you need emotional support from any kind of a critter, you're just really throwing it out there that you're lame. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, yes, this is a great one. Um, according to San Francisco Gate, Sacramento, California, California Democratic Assemblywoman Christina Garcia head of the Legislative Women's Caucus and leading figure of the state's anti-sexual harassment movement, think uh, hashtag MeToo movement, is accused of groping a male staffer from another lawmaker's office. Daniel Fierro told the Associated Press on Thursday that Garcia stroked his back, squeezed his buttocks, and attempted to touch his crotch in a dugout after a legislative softball game in 2014. Apparently, MeToo only applies to women. And if you look at this woman, mm, I think I'd report her too. She's nasty. Just 
But you know, men look differently about sexual harassment than women do. We call it foreplay. Because, you know, you grab the typical guy in the hind end or wherever, he's going to look at you and say, hey, baby. This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. That's right. <laughs> so, so much for the Me Too movement because it's all a hypocritic thing. What else we got? Oh, dominatrix turns police officer. Yes. Middle-aged men everywhere are now speeding through the city of uh, New York, Jersey, or Jersey City, New Jersey. Not really, because uh, this is the true story. A New Jersey sheriff's officer has lost her job because she previously appeared in bondage films as a dominatrix. Hudson County Sheriff Frank Shilaria, yeah, tells the Jersey Journal, a hearing officer made the decision to fire Kristen Hyman. Kristen Hyman, really? Really? That's her name? <laughs> on Wednesday, and he agrees with the decision. The department suspended her six days before the Academy graduation last year, saying she failed to disclose that she appeared in the film and sometimes saw clients privately for money. Court documents show Hyman told the investigators she never appeared naked and didn't perform sex acts on the videos. A judge rescinded the suspension, and Hyman was sworn in June 8th. She then went on paid administrative leave pending the hearing. A dominatrix police officer. Right now, middle-aged men everywhere in Jersey City, New Jersey, are speeding through the streets, praying they get pulled over. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Not-So-Normal Report. The report that comes to you showing once and for all that we, as people of the United States, there's something wrong with us, something very, very wrong with us. That's right. We're going to wrap the show up now. Have a safe week. If you are in the same area as I am, which basically Chicago and this thing's going to run all the way through basic, uh, I don't know. It might even end up on the East coast. This is a heck of a storm folks. We're expecting up to nine inches. I still have to go to work because uh, I'm considered an essential employee. I don't know what's so essential about me, but yeah, they're paying me. And if they close the rest of the job down, I get an extra day of vacation. Win-win mm, situation as far as I'm concerned. That being said, remember, we're um, going to put things in our car to help us in case we get stuck. Extra pair of boots in the back. Uh, maybe some coveralls, the nice insulated ones in case we get stuck somewhere. Um uh, if I get stuck at work, I still have my 72-hour bag. Everybody else will be thumbing around trying to get stuff out of the vending machine. I will be sitting over there in my corner cooking up a nice freeze-dried meal from Mountain House. Yep, and even have a little bit of coffee if I need it. Because I have prepared for this type of thing. Oh, and um, the, uh, the hand warmers, tons of hand warmers. I got into the back warmers, too. And last night, I was at Wally World, which is what I call Walmart, sorry. And I uh, found these toe warmers too. Uh, I didn't get them. I probably should have. But anyways, keep emergency supplies in your vehicle. Not just in case you get stuck in your vehicle, but if in case you get stuck at work, you can flip out to the parking lot, grab your 72-hour bag, and live just a little more comfortable than the person in the cubicle next to you. Who will probably just sit there and ask, where's my government? I'm Alan Ray, the Hardcore Patriot. I'm going to upload this bad boy, get it dropping at noon. But right now, I'm heading out into the snowpocalypse with my little plow tractor, and I'm going to plow my driveway out. Why? Because I'm insane like that. Thank you for listening. Find me on Twitter, at 2 cynical 65 Find me on Facebook at Alan Ray. You'll see the little cartoon character of me on my little Facebook page. You'll see my ugly mug on the actual Twitter page. And yes, there is a string of tweets about my emotional support llama, which you should enjoy. Oh, and if you really scroll through it, you'll see also my new bass guitar that I bought. It's shaped like an AR. It's epic. Even the guys at NRA News had to comment on it. It's so epic. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. Shoot, Chris Lash, Dana Lash's husband, had to had to comment on it too we're probably I, I might even have a contest about naming it we'll see what happens anyways be careful out there god bless you god bless america and remember you gotta get them up you gotta get them up who wants to
Well, that covers a lot of ground. Say, you cover a lot of ground yourself. You better beat it. I hear they're going to tear you down and put up an office building where you're standing. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.